Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to Warren Radio episodes on danaglennsmith.com or warn-usa.com. Warren Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and PocketCast. And do not miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows. Featured on both Warren-USA.com and DanaGlennSmith.com. America and America's Judgment When Hell Comes Knocking. Featured on DanaGlennSmith.com, Goodness of the Lord in the Land of the Living, and Credulity, Choices, and Consequences. Featured on Warren-USA.com Christian Living Practice, Book of Romans, Part 27 Enemy of Mine Enemy of Christ Vietnam, Human Rights, Pakistan, Persecution The Word of the Lord, Righteous Branch, Part 2 The Word of the Lord, Message and Messenger, Part 1 and do not miss these Warren Radio episodes from Wednesday, January 24th. Rejoicing in Hope, Representing Jesus, Persecuted Lives, America, Antichrist, Christian Faith. January 25th, Proclaiming Liber- Liberty, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 202, On Battle Lines. January, Friday, 26th, The Word of the Lord, Be Not Deceived, Part 3, on Sound the Shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. There's danger and intrigue. Dark forces are plotting. The nation is at risk. Everything was okay, or so they thought. A truth so unbelievable, it took a miracle to fight back. Can Mac save America? Don't miss the rising. And you can get your rise your you can get your copy of the rising on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Walmart, Angus and Robertson, and the ebook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglennsmith.com and while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. 
it's a wonderful day, another beautiful day here. Yeah. One day closer to spring, but more importantly, it's one day closer to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, that'll be a day. Won't it, though? Man, I'll tell you, talk, talk about a bucket list. What a day that will be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's been our bucket list for a long time. Oh, I don't have a bucket list. Oh, I do. <laughs> I, I got one thing in my bucket. And that's the return of the Lord and to be prepared for Him. Yes. The rest of it don't matter. That's for sure. But at any rate, we're here again. And, uh, man, we're in February now. Yes. And this is the year... <clears throat> excuse me. That a lot of things are supposed to be happening. And I mean things you may or may not like. Because we've got another election. Uh, there's a lot of issues. And... Uh, uh, you know, there are people that are betting on Trump losing. There are people who are hoping he'll win. But the big issue we have is the cheating of the Democrats. The lying of the Democrats. And they got into that on January, regarding January 6th. They got into that, Pelosi and Schumer and a bunch of them, when they had their J6 committee. They blew things out of proportion. And the whole thing was a setup and a trap. And we know that. They distorted. And, yeah, totally distorted out. So there are major issues there. Well, you know what else? They, um, I believe the election was stolen. They cheated to get that and... They did this, the cheating, the lying, the stealing, to um, bring about their means and it, yeah, what they want. And it's okay in their eyes to do this stuff. It's not illegal if it brings, if it um, gives them the results they want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's, you know, this year is is not going to change much uh, you know we don't change the tiger's stripes you know they're still the same and the stripes on these tigers you know if they lied once they'll lie again if they cheated once they'll cheat again and we already know that a bunch of their judges are corrupt, like in Goran and others. Um, and we know that from the way they treated Donald Trump. And we know that they're targeting Donald Trump. We know that that uh, Fannie Willis uh, did some stuff that was underhanded, all the while she was uh, lying through her teeth about things, trying to uh, get Trump... So the, there's a lot of dirty, underhanded, sneaky things the Democrats have done. And there's no sense whitewashing it. That's what they've done. And uh, so whether or not we can get through this year without them cheating, and whether or not we can get through this year with, uh, without uh, Trump getting indicted, or there's so many issues right now. Plus, we are also looking at a major... Uh, hit in the economy that experts I know of two major groups of them uh, and one group I looked into it personally another group uh, um, sent me some stuff and uh, the people that are heading these groups up are some of the top people uh, that invest in economies and know what's going on and everything points to a dramatic financial shift towards the end of this year and uh you know, some of them pinpoint August, some of them pinpoint later than that. So we are in one of those years, I believe, Tower, that this could change a fundamental way uh, that this country even exists. Yes, it could. I think it's that serious. It, it is, and it's, it's um, very disturbing. 
It is. And hopefully people will wake up. And uh, some of the stuff that uh, I went through today was, you know, it's not encouraging. It's it's terrible news. Uh, so uh, we have to believe in the Lord. We have to trust in him. No matter what happens, he will make a way for us. Uh, America, I have known virtually most of my life. I would say all of the time uh, that Tower and I have been married, which is 50 years, and we've known each other over 50 years, um, I've known, I was told, and I was shown. And uh, part of what I was told is America, as you know, it will cease to exist. And when you get something like that, you don't know right away. And uh, it's revealed to you gradually. But this could be it. The final nail in the coffin. That uh, America needs. Or is going to get. But I believe if America was to truly repent, we'd have some hope. So uh, there you go. Um, I pray for the church. I pray for the believers. As far as of America, um, I've uh, been on record calling America to repent. And without repentance, this country is not going to make it. It will be... It will cease to exist. Now, I already count it ceasing to exist, and so does Tower, because it's not even like it used to be. And it's going to continue going that way and even worse. So we don't have, and, and folks, I know if you have kids and grandkids, this isn't a message you want to hear, because I have kids and grandkids, uh, Tower and I do, and uh, it's not not anything you want to talk about. But I'm just telling you this today because uh, recently in some of my uh, latest uh, articles that I've written, I, I have said that uh, I was done praying for America and putting up with it. It's, it's filthy. Uh, these people embrace this. And I'm praying for repentance. And I'm praying for the church to awaken as well. So uh, America is sealed under its own judgment and it's going to have to decide the people uh, the outcome. And you will be responsible. You will be held accountable. So that's all I have to say on that. So Tower, here we are again. Okay. We're ready to float the boat and get going. Okay. Everlasting joy. Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 203, On Battle Lines. Everlasting Joy brings us to one of the most amazing turnarounds in history. Everlasting Joy is one aspect of the blessings flowing in on Israel and the Gentiles in Christ. Historically, Israel has faced many enemies. Both houses went into captivity with only Judah returning while the northern tribes became known as the Lost Tribes. However, these Lost Tribes will be found, regathered, and returned to the house of Israel as a whole unit. Israel would be complete. Yet, the Gentiles figure in here as they have been brought into the kingdom of God through the Messiah, Yeshua, known as the Almighty in Revelation chapter 1. And now back to you, and I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Well, we are, we left off in Isaiah 61, 4. And we've got 62, 63, 64, 65, and 66. And, of course, we talk about everlasting joy in this one. And, see, the first verse of this, of this chapter uh, relates the coming of the Messiah, Yahshua, Jesus Christ. He quoted th that uh, when when he was uh, in the synagogue in Jerusalem, 
uh, <laughs> when he was here. And, uh, you know, the, you cannot get away from it. Everlasting joy and the finality of the separation and release of blessings that form one unit. God seals his promises by the fulfillment of what has been prophesied. And in this section, the prophet saw the future in the mirror. He saw the future in the mirror of the present. In other words, it was as if this was really happening now, the present. And it's a complete inversion, a reversal of how Israel had stood before. And in this section, Israel uh, has the revelation of the Messiah, the Christ, and the Gentiles are involved. And remember, we are told in, in the New Testament, not male or female, Jew or Gentile, but one in Christ. And, of course, that's going to be hard. That is hard for the Jews. Now, meanwhile, there's a lot of prophecies that yet apply to them. And uh, a lot of stuff we're looking at. Of. But one of the biggest things we see with Israel is trouble and tribulation, just like they're going through now. There is so much hatred, and it's hatred also at the Christians. Make no mistake about it. Today, Christian persecution is at an all-time high. And we do our show on Christian persecution on Wednesdays. <clears throat> and so, they shall build the old wastes they shall raise up the former desolations. They shall repair the waste cities and the desolations of many generations. Now, <clears throat> that has not happened yet. Israel being in the land and being a modern state is not the fulfillment. It's a partial fulfillment, but it's not the complete fulfillment. They don't have all the land. And they have enemies everywhere. They do not live in peace. And today there's a bigger swath of those in, uh, you could say, Ishmael side. Where we find Islam occupying a, a space and Islam is a major opponent to Christianity and to Judaism so when we look at Isaiah and uh, Kyle and Delish talk about this even when he continues to say you will eat the riches of the Gentiles and pride yourselves in their glory. That is, be proud of the glorious things which have passed from their possession into yours. In other words, well, I'll give you an example of that today. Christians love Israel. If you're a true believer, born again, you know Israel. And you love Israel. Now, if you look at even our backing of Israel during this war that they've been in, and if you will pay attention to even the Messianic Jews that are in Israel today, like Ma, a major ministry, Mao's Israel, you're, you're going to find out that there is a lot of influence from the Messianic side and from the Christian side on Israel. And Christians go over to Israel by the 
I, I could probably say millions here, don't you think, Tower? Yes, probably. And so we we have a visitation of all these uh, uh, Christians and Messianic Jews to Israel. They're drawn to Jerusalem. But see, the biggest blessing is when all this is over with. And when we talk about rebuilding the Gentiles, I mean rebuilding Israel. Um, that's that's really a blessing. And so, Kylan Delish see a lot of this language as coloring. They say intended to strike the eye. Or, in other words, lets you to really see what is going to be happening. And try to explain to you um, what actually happens on the ground that Isaiah saw in the future. And when he saw the future, he saw it as the present. And it was a complete inversion or turnaround uh, in relation to where the two, meaning the Gentiles. The Gentiles were never friendly to Israel. And there was a time when Christian Gentiles especially were enemies of Gentiles. I mean, enemy of Israel. I can tell you that Paul the Apostle, when he was going around spreading the gospel to the Gentiles, that the Jews followed him everywhere trying to, they were persecuting him at everything. They would incite Gentiles to beat him up, to go after him. Uh, they were not nice to Paul. And, uh, you know, they were going to destroy him in Jerusalem. And so he appealed to Caesar. And if he hadn't have been a Roman citizen, he wouldn't have been able to do that. So, you know, the, there was a time when uh, the Gentile Christianity separated itself, literally, uh, from uh, the Jews. And so the Jews for a long time were on their own. Of course, during this time, they weren't even in the land yet. So we're, we're talking history here. So this, you're, you know, these verses come at the end of Isaiah for a reason. This is the, the look at the part of Isaiah to where, you know, God is done judging them as far as you know, Judah and uh, the northern tribes being sent into captivity. All that's over with. Israel is in the land now. And uh, many of us are talking about a third temple. And uh, <clears throat> the other thing of it is there are those who believe that Israel, and I saw this the other night, that believe that the third temple was actually built a long time ago. And I disagree with that. Uh, I believe that there is going to be, and I think uh, Ezekiel points it out, especially when, when you read the temple that he has in there. But uh, the other thing is we base it also on what Paul has to say when he says of, of uh, the son of perdition, which is the destroyer, which is the name given to the Antichrist. They're all Antichrist. Make no mistake, just to be an antichrist, we've already got a lot of antichrist. Antichrist means anti-Christ, anti-Messiah, you know, anti-Yahshua, as I call him. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the real dark one that comes, uh, described, uh, you know, we see the son of perdition, and it's given to him that name because of what he does. He leads people into destruction, but yet he they will be deceived as well. And so we know that he will set himself up as God in the temple of God, okay? And that's important. He doesn't set himself up in a Christian church. It has to be the temple of God. And the Jews have had temples their whole life of being organized, uh, you know, uh, from Abraham's bosom. And they get into the land, you know, and the first thing they want is a temple. It's not a synagogue. 
It's a temple of God. So there will be a temple of God, no matter what this guy says. And uh, so the bottom line of it is, is uh, so we're, we're pursuing that. And so when we look at these end time verses, um, they're very revealing and they talk about a lot of things. And so uh, another thing we look at, now this is verse 4 of Isaiah 61. Conversion of all Israel to Christ will be the riches of the Gentiles. Now see, you get that from Romans, and it says here in Romans eleven twelve. now if the fall of them be the riches of the world, and the diminishing of them be uh, the riches of the Gentiles, now pay attention, how much more their fullness. Their fullness, when they come into the knowledge of Christ, and they finally realize that the Messiah is the one that died on the cross, and he's the one that showed himself uh, to the Jews and revealed him. He told them, they, you know, they came back and asked him, tell us who you are. And he said, I did, and you believe not. And he says, you know, I know my own. My own know me. They will follow me. And he says, you... You don't know me. You don't follow me. So, you know, they weren't, <laughs> they were the ones that were plotting his destruction. So what's he saying? How much more their fullness and their fullness is going to come, uh, you know, at a certain time when the times of the Gentiles are ended. There's going to be a time when the Jews, and you can even get into Zechariah, um, the last chapter, and you can see some more stuff concerning that. Because that gives you a picture of the arrival of the Messiah. Um, and, and of course, at the time, that's when Israel's being attacked again. But, you know, we've seen a lot of stuff go on, even this time with Israel trying to defend itself with Hamas. And Hamas literally, absolutely had taken Gaza and made it into a military camp and covered it with civilians uh, to fool the Jews, and it did. But there's coming a time that when when Israel becomes knowledgeable of the Messiah, and you have the Gentiles that know the Messiah, and the twain become one, and that also means the inclusion of uh, the lost tribes of Israel. Because the lost tribes of Israel are going to be united with Judah. They're all going to be united. All of Israel will be Israel. And they're coming together. And of course, um, the Gentiles are part of that. Even in the New Testament, uh, you know, Paul connects uh, the faith of Abraham to the Gentiles. So th there's a lot of stuff going on here. Um, and... <clears throat> But even if then the Gentile church should act according to the words of the same apostle in Romans 15:27, and show her gratitude to the people whose spiritual debtor she is by ministering to them in carnal things, all that, that the prophet has promised here will amply be fulfilled. And in Romans 15:27, it says, It has pleased them verily, and their debtors they are, for if the Gentiles have been made partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister unto them in carnal things. And and this is this is something that the Gentiles will do willingly. And and the way the world is today and how especially in America, all screwed up. You know, you're you're seeing a lot of this turmoil in America because of sin. Because of the Gentiles that aren't saved are rejecting that totally. And they're going to. That's part of what Paul says in Thessalonians. But, uh, you know, in, in the midst of all this turmoil, what comes out of it is the glorified church of Christ for the Gentiles. And a fulfilled uh, Israel with both tribes together, I mean both units, the northern tribes and the southern tribe, into one. 
and you know Jerusalem is going to be common the the Christians will be in it uh, they'll be all one in Christ that's what scripture says and so this is what this reflects now um, the Jews that take these scriptures and manipulate them to show that they're only for Jews uh, they're going to learn that they were wrong. You know, the Gentile, the Jews themselves didn't recognize Christ when he came. How much more so when we as Christians talk about the prophecies coming and the Jews themselves don't even recognize him. They already think they know everything about it. But the Jews don't know everything about it. And uh, that's obvious. And uh, let's look at a couple of scriptures before we go to the uh, the fifth verse. Uh, Isaiah 49, 6 and 7. And he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to, pres- to restore the preserved of Israel. Now this is, t- this is the prophet talking about the Messiah. And I also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. And that is plain from uh, Isaiah, just absolutely plain. And he and he's talking about the Messiah here. And uh, uh, verse 7, Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, and his Holy One, to him whom man despiseth, to him whom the nation abhorreth, to a servant of rulers, Kings shall see and arise, princes also shall worship, because of the Lord that is faithful and the Holy One of Israel, and he shall choose thee. In Isaiah 58:12, And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. And that's that's what happens uh, with the Messiah, and especially when His second coming. But it, it's all going to it's going to come together. In Isaiah sixty one five. Now, I find this easy to believe. The reason is is because I know as as a Gentile Christian, what we think of Israel, and. You know, I I don't believe, you know, I'm not happy with every decision they make, but remember, they're unredeemed. You know, they're unredeemed. And even if we started talking about uh, the sacrifices that they do again, the sacrifices are fulfilled in the coming of the Messiah. For he said, I come not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And now... You know, we are saved by grace through faith, and we believe. And so Israel themselves, you know, there are those that do their own little sacrifices with chickens and things, but in order to really get back to the Old Testament the way they were, it's more than just keeping the law. By the keeping of the law shall no flesh be justified. That's what the Lord says in Scripture. So in Isaiah 16, verse 14, um, well, let's, I want to make sure we read this. And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the aliens shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. Now see, after Israel gets through the tribulation, Israel is going to need some help. And, you know, what this talks about is a time when these strangers, and these strangers are those who are born again who are believers who are you know gentiles believe gentile believers in the messiah and they're going to come over to israel to help rebuild it i mean there there's already uh americans uh, you know christians who go on over to israel and and have been helping them during this war so make no mistake about it while maybe some of the Jews don't like all the Christians around, the fact of the matter of it is, is that Israel's one main friend she has is Christian believers. 
And so the, there's a love there that's supernatural that goes beyond the bounds of the flesh. And, and so that's why you can't fight it, because it's put there because of Christ. Because of Christ's love for the Jews and Christ's love for us. And so the twain will become one, Jew, Gentile, male, female, will all be one in Christ. There's not going to be two kingdoms, there's going to be one. And it's going to have both Christian and Jews in it. And so if you don't like that, you, well, you know, deal with the Messiah, not me. And uh, and strangers, uh, you know, we you know, standing and feeding the flocks, son of the alien will be your plowman. Well, in verse 60, 10 through 14, and we covered this not too long ago, but uh, uh, I like to bring them in here. And the sons of strangers shall build up thy walls, and their kings shall minister unto thee. For in my wrath I smote thee, but in my favor I have I had mercy on thee. Therefore thy gut, gates shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day or night, that men may bring unto thee the forces of the Gentiles, that their kings may be brought. For a nation and a kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish. Yea, those nations shall utterly uh, be utterly wasted. The glory of Lebanon shall come unto be uh, come unto thee. The fir tree, the pine tree, the box tree, to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I'll make the place of my feet glorious. The sons also of them that afflicted thee shall come bending unto thee, and all they that despise thee shall bow themselves down at the soles of thy feet, and they shall call thee the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. So, you know, I look at all these verses and I see fulfillment because there's, you know, the last time the Jews had a city that was uh, run and people, Gentiles globally, to this day respected it, and that was the kingdom under Solomon. And, uh, you know, it's kind of ironic that he was so upheld and he sinned against God because he actually introduced idolatry into the place because of one of his wives and so because of that the sin of Solomon uh, Israel was divided into two houses and so we you know we see that and so even though that was a glorious kingdom on earth uh, that is just a foreshadow um, of what could be because the kingdom that we're actually describing is something you can't even imagine it, it's not going to be like a, an american city or a city on earth and you have smog and you have cars running everywhere you're going to have a glorious city especially when we you know there's going to be if, if we talk about logistics we, we're talking about the coming of the lord and the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ. And, and that's when these things could actually take uh, place because there are going to be those left over from the tribulation. And so the Messiah will rule and reign for a thousand years. Uh, that's actually a fulfillment of, of the promises to David. Now in Ephesians 2... 12 through 20. Now this is in here to help boost up what we're reading because we're talking about the Gentiles. And and we look at the Jews. See, the Jews always had the promises. They always knew the promises. Even when Messiah came, you know, they knew they knew all the promises. But the thing of it is, they didn't look deep enough. Because uh, when Yahshua was on this, he, he was living in Galilee. And they knew that uh, he didn't come. It was out of Bethlehem. But see, what they didn't figure 
was in the past when he was born, his parents took him into Egypt, and when they came back, they wound up over in Galilee. And that's where they set up. So they didn't account for that. And, and so they, uh, the Pharisees, they were just adamant, you know, this can't be him, but it was. And, but at any rate, Ephesians 12, that at that time you were without Christ. This is the way we were. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in this world. Remember salvation, even Jesus said this, is of the Jews. Talking to the woman at the well. He says, we know whom we believe in, for salvation is of the Jews. God used the Jews. God went through the seed And uh, you have Isaac. He didn't go through the uh, Ishmael. But he did bless Ishmael with 12 tribes. Uh, and uh, the same amount of tribes that Isaac got. But Isaac was the promised one. The seed through him. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Now whether you like it or not, it's through the blood of Christ. It's through his sacrifice. He provided the atonement. You're not going to get redemption through the blood of bulls and goats. That was under the law and that was temporary. You had to have the day of atonement too. But so we already have one atonement. It's made once and for all through the Son of Almighty God, the Messiah. Now, if you're a Messianic Jew, you know what I'm talking about. and You know how to reach, talk to some of your brethren. But there's a lot of them that are still blinded and they're going to be that way for a while until the full fullness of the Gentiles is gone. But, and, I, and I've talked about that. People try to erase the Gentiles. Well, uh, the fullness of the Gentiles is not going to end until the rise of the Antichrist, the dark one, the beast, and till he gets his warring done. He has set, been set up for about three and a half years to rule. And during that time will be the tribulation. But he will attack Israel at that time. And when he does, that attack will bring in the coming of Christ. I mean, if we look at what it says in Zechariah and what we read in these other apostolic uh, literature we have, uh, the Bible. So, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were who sometimes were far off, or made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our partition, who has made both one, and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. See, there's no wall anymore. And, uh, you know, in the Holy of Holies, you know, there was a separation in there. But see, there's no separation. Today, through Christ, we can come boldly into the throne of grace to receive help in time of need. That's what Yahshua did for us through his blood. We, we don't have to wait. We can ask the Father in Jesus' name, Yahshua's name. And, you know, the, this is the gospel. This is the relationship that has come. And, uh, you know, today there's a war against Christians all over the world. And... You know, even in America, they're getting more anti-Christ in nature in this country. And they're already anti-Jewish. And this is all stuff that's going to happen. You know, if you're a Christian, you're not going to be a buddy of the devil. Unless you're not that kind of a Christian. <laughs> so, for he is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Having abolished in the flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments. Now see, the law is, you know, is, is being fulfilled in Christ now. Uh, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making uh, peace. And the twain, the two, is Israel and the Gentiles. That he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby by the cross and and so this is what the jews are going to learn and this is what the gentiles know 
and came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to them that were nigh. Now who were afar off? The Gentiles. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now see, that is how this happened. And so now, when we're going through this in Isaiah in the latter part, we're going to be part of that. You know, and, you know, Israel isn't saved unto itself. And Israel has been by itself. You know, it did the feast by itself, did everything, but it's not going to more. You look at a Messianic believer, they're part of the church of Yahshua, Jesus Christ. And it's a vast organization built upon the Spirit of God and the blood of the Lamb. It, it's not just, you know, Israel sitting over there all by themselves, attacked by enemies. We are the church of God. And we need to understand that. And we need to understand the Messianic Jews are part of that church of God. And they bring in a uniqueness that the Gentiles don't have. Because you and I were Gentiles. Believe me, Gentiles are not known for being good and nice and holy. We are a bunch of radicals. We needed saving. We needed the blood of Christ. We weren't like the Jews. <laughs> now, thank God, you know... We can be civilized. <laughs> you know, God, I mean, you give me, you know, like some of the, we talk about the radical Islamists, the jihadists. Well, I got news for you. We've got ministries that we're in contact with. Uh, and, you know, these are some of the biggest ones there are, are ex-Muslims who have gotten born again through Yeshua. And, uh, they have a vast outreach of churches throughout the Middle East. They deal in the harshest regions on the face of this earth, and they bring uh, Muslims to Christ. There, there's a large segment of Muslims who have come to Christ. And uh, and I, I've talked to other Muslims uh, here in America and, and told them that. And so, you know, this is the work of God. This ain't the work of me. It ain't the work of you. It ain't the work of man. This is built upon something you're not going to destroy. And neither can the, the Jews. The Jews can be stubborn. But I got news for you. The Lord doesn't give up. Isaiah 60 and verse 3, we've already read that one, but I'll read it again. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. I mean, Israel's going to rise out of the unknown depths. They're, they are going to be glorified. Now, and I'm telling you, it'll be a good day for the Jews because they, you know, the true Messiah will come back. And, and unfortunately, not all Jews are going to come. But Paul did say all of Israel you know, shall be saved. Look in Romans 11 for a lot of these things. You can read them there. Isaiah 61, 6, But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you ministers of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall you boast yourselves. <laughs> I love this. Because, you know, when, when you look at the Jews, and, and, and I know uh, a Jewish prophet that used to talk about some of these things and how, what the Jews were going to be called. And I mean, they're going to recognize that the Jews have found the Lord. But you, uh, let's see, let's go to Isaiah 66, 21. And also take for them a priest and for Levites, saith the Lord. Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
1 Peter 2, 5 and 6. You also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable unto God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone. Now that cornerstone is Yahshua, Jesus Christ, because he's the cornerstone of the building. What God is building? The church. And he is the elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Now that's the new covenant. So understand, you know, this thing's going to wind up okay. And, uh, you know, if you're a Jew hater, you're going to be in trouble. Because you can't be a Christian and hate Jews. You can't be a Christian and and hate, you know, uh, anything Jewish, as far as that goes. And uh, God's going to unite us all together. In one. Period. Now, First Peter two, I'm not going to. Let's see. And this just reinforces that the other one was five and six. This is nine through ten. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people. That's us. We, we, Even though we're humans, we weren't the people of God, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercies. No, we were a bunch of heathen with no hope, but now have obtained mercy. That's why all this is possible. Christ came. And so I wanted to get these in here because when the Lord starts talking up here in 61 of Isaiah, but you shall be named the priests of the Lord and men shall call you ministers of God. And then, you know, when you look in Isaiah 66, 21, and I'll take some of them for priests and for Levites. And, you know, he's he's talking to the Jews here. But when we get into Isaiah, uh, you know, uh, this other stuff in Peter, and you go on down, you're going to see that there's kings and priests out of the Gentiles. You know, there's going to be a lot of kings and priests around. There are going to be a lot of people that uh, God is doing a work. That's going to be unusual. Do you think we can all get together in heaven and get along? Yeah. Why? Because the Spirit of God will be there and you will be perfect. See, that's the difference, okay? We're not perfect today. We have hope through the blood of Christ and because of what Christ has done. But one day we will be perfect. And when you get perfect people together, it's going to be a perfect world. And only God can do that. So if you want to perfect the world by war and killing everybody... That isn't going to work. Now see, Christians, all the Christians that you people, and I'm speaking to the radical Islamists that are killing Christians by the dozens, you know, you're going to find out, you're going to be looking up from hell, and they're going to be rejoicing in heaven. They're going to be alive. So make no mistake, you're not going to kill a a Christian believer. You can take his body from him, but those bodies of flesh, you know, they are the body of death. Because it is appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. We put off this body. We grow old in this body. We have to wash this body. You know, we make it up. You know, we worship it. You know, people have sex in it. They act like knuckleheads in it. But one day God is going to take all those who believe in Yeshua. And they're going to be perfected. Totally. And they're going to be kings and priests unto God. Now put that in your pipe, if you got one. By the well, that's a whole other story. So at any rate, 
Revelation 1, 5 and 6, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and of the first begotten of the dead, this is Revelation 1, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and, and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Now this is Revelation 5, 9 through 10. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain as the redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, nation, and people. And hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. End of story. That's Revelation. That's what's going to happen. And Revelation, you know, Isaiah the prophet gave us this nugget that he was writing about. And he saw this. And and we talked about the inversion. It was totally different. Kylan DeLeash was talking about that. Is that the vision he saw was so totally opposite of what he thought was going to happen. A total inversion of things. And, you know, when when you get something from the Lord, you know, I mean, a, a vision, <laughs> it's, it's from the Lord, you know. Don't expect it to be about the ice cream shop downtown or about little Johnny who hates little Sarah. You know, this is, you know, this is eternal stuff here. And so, and uh, we're down to verse 7. And... Uh, We've got uh, a few more verses here to go. I don't think it's... Uh, I'm trying to get to the end here to figure out. Yeah, we don't have many. They're going to be in chapter 62. And it's exciting to get to this because this is the end of the book. This is the wrap-up. And when when you look at that, though, and you look at everything and see, th there's a lot more of this that we're going to touch on. So we've been here in verse 6, and we're going to be in uh, verse 7. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for those that hear this word whenever they do. Lord, we pray that you would bless our hearts, minds, soul, and spirit with this word. Give them understanding. Help them to know. And Father, in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Okay, just a minute. So we're coming to the end of this. We'll be done with Isaiah. You know, it's not we're not going to get done with it right away. Because we have a ton of stuff to but go through. But it will be this year. Yeah, it will be this year. Because we've been in this book a long time. Yes, we have. It's been good, though. It was good. It's encouraging. Thank God for the hope we have in Him. Yeah. Because things ain't looking too good. No, they're not. <laughs> I, I hate to laugh, but I, I got to have a little humor. You know, really. You know, who wants to stay here? <laughs> yeah, we have a better place to come. And... Yeah, God's going to remake Earth, so that's what we want, okay? We want Christ to come. We want everything to be remade. We're going to have to say goodbye. We're okay. coming down to the end. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We sure do appreciate you, and we love you. And we always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Please remember to pray for your brethren around the world and pray for us as we pray for you. And we love you. We love you dearly. And good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Listen to the shows, read the articles. Till next time, folks, take care of yourself. Be blessed. And seek the Lord with all your heart. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.